You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Before we begin this week's episode, we would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land on which we work, live, and record, and recognize their continuing connection to land, water, and community. We pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. and welcome back to PS Meet Me at Stage Door. Today we are joined by another guest, but before we get into that, Tori, take it away with the bulletin. It has been announced that Disney Plus are developing a movie adaptation of Lynn Aaron's and Stephen Flaherty's Once on This Island. Playwright Jocelyn Bio is set to write the script with Mark Platt on board to produce. No more details have been released just yet, but be sure to keep an eye out because this production is sure to be amazing. Come From Away, the Tony and Olivier Award-winning musical officially rescheduled their Sydney season, which will commence performances on Thursday the 3rd of June 2021, now at the Capitol Theatre. For those needing to reschedule tickets, you will be contacted on Tuesday, August 11th, and tickets will officially go on sale to the public on Friday, the 21st of August. Make sure to grab a ticket because this is a show you will not want to miss. Antipods Theatre Company have just announced the cast of Bumpwell Manor as a part of their next Ricochet free reading series, with a stellar cast including Hayden T, Vidya McCann, Vanessa Rosemorn, and so many more. It will take place on August 17th at 7pm. To get more information, visit their website at antipodstheatre.com. And to stay up to date with all theatre news, make sure you check out Aussie Theatre News for the latest. Back over to you, Libby. We are joined today by one of Australia's upcoming rising musical theatre stars, Georgina Hobson. Just this year, she was awarded the Green Room Award for Best Actress in a Lead Role in a Musical for her portrayal as Mother in Ragtime for the production company. In 2015, she was awarded a Matilda Award for Best Emerging Artist, and in 2017, she won the prestigious Rob Guest Endowment Awards. With an extensive list of professional theatre credits, Georgina has been climbing her way to the top. She was a part of The West Side Story, Evita, and My Fair Lady with Opera Australia, as well as Sunday in the Park with George with Watch This and Oklahoma with the production company, just to name a few. Most recently, Georgina was set to make her Hayes debut in Merrily We Roll Along, as well as her main stage debut in a leading role, playing Lily in The Secret Garden, starring alongside Anthony Warlow. Unfortunately, The Secret Garden was cancelled due to COVID-19, but we will still get to see her playing Gussie in Merrily for the 2021 Hayes season. Please welcome Georgina. Hi. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I wish I had that like intro everywhere I go. <laughs> I love that for me. And just to introduce you, like everywhere. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I book every job. Oh, no. <laughs> I sound so impressive on paper, apparently. We are really excited to have you on today and to I chat a little bit. so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I guess we'll just jump straight into it. Yeah. So you most recently performed the role of Mother in Ragtime with the production company in Melbourne and you won the Green Room Award for Best Actor in a Lead Role in a Musical. So what do you think the most rewarding moment of being in this outstanding production has been? Oh, there are, there were so many aspects of, that's a great question. There's, there's so many aspects of ragtime that were so rewarding. They, um, the, the subject matter was really poignant and really confronting, I think. And especially because, 
because it feels like a story that was set so long ago, like over a hundred years ago, we feel like we should have come so much further since that time period. And then we sort of hold a mirror up to ourselves and realize that like, we haven't progressed as as far as we think. And I think now with the Black Lives Matter movement, the forefront of everyone's minds and it feels like a real time for change. Like I think things are changing now and I really, I hope that they're changing. Yeah. Um, And ragtime felt like a part of that, of just like, look guys, we need to, we need to stop this. Like this behavior Mm. that we're seeing in this show, the treatment of, of Cole House and Sarah, that, brutality that was and yeah. and racism that was shown towards them was just so confronting to watch and mm. and the most confronting bit was that we haven't changed you know yeah. parts of parts of um america and australia and all over the world have not yeah. have not changed um so that was really rewarding to be a part of a show like that where it felt really important yeah and especially like getting to tell the story of mother was amazing because it was such a story of female empowerment and her story and her journey is still relevant today yeah and so like one of my favorite favorite moments each night was getting to sing back to before because it just felt like it's such a beautifully written song and it's a beaut in a beautiful part of the show and it's just like perfect writing perfect synergy of music and lyric and every time I got to that moment I didn't feel like I was me Georgie anymore I felt it sounds so crazy but it feel it felt like because a choir kicks in and it's just a voice of women it felt like the the voice of women you know the centuries of oppression like it just had that feeling behind it and it's such a I sound like so, you know, <laughs> no, no, random to describe it like that, but that's just how it felt. And like, it was such a rewarding moment and such like, because it, the, the way the song builds was so oh, satisfying. Like yes. you get to the last note and you just feel like you're flying. It just, and it looked like that too. Cause I've seen clips of you. Cause I mean, clips have circulated <laughs> on this one so yeah, much. So, yeah, no, I, <laughs> so I've okay. seen so many clips of you singing this and that's exactly what you feel watching it you know what you are saying and how you transform you see that you know Mm. and especially that soaring at the end I was like oh this is breathtaking you know (laughs) like it's amazing thank you thank you it was definitely a a fantastic role and a great fit for you I think thank you so much it really does feel like a almost like a link so it is really good to have that linking in why productions like this should happen more so Mm. because it does it makes us it forces us to sit there and go oh, that still happens. Mm. Oh, that shouldn't be happening still. Yeah, yeah. And it and it might not happen in the same way, but there are, there, it happens in different ways, different yeah. words, different subtleties, you know. You can change the language, but the actions are still similar in our society you know yeah we've been seeing and we've been seeing that a lot on our on our social media feed i think and and rightly so i think it's good that we are confronted with it yeah it's very important it's an important it's so important and i think it's an important moment for all of us to um help to continue to bring awareness and continue bringing shows that are going to allow us to tackle subject matter like this yeah i mean that's the most beautiful part about theater it's what i love is that like it's not just an entertainment source and it can be very entertaining very fun and very flashy and you know it can (laughs) also be something that tackles major issues head on and it's gentle but it's it's confronting like and Mm. you know shows like next to normal that tackle mental illness and and family 
drama is so is so powerful and you know being able to see ourselves and our society reflected back at us is is so important like it's yeah because it it's a game changer it changes the way you think like often you go to a theater thinking one way and come out being like mind blown like your mind expands (laughs) and you go to coffee with whoever you were with at the theater and you talk about it at length for hours and you're like oh my god like this thing in my life or I never thought about it this way or you know that's what good theater and good storytelling does like that's why we do it that's why we love it I'm so grateful every day to have been a part of ragtime like Mm. I miss it I miss performing the show like I miss the feeling of singing till we reach that day all together like Mm -hmm. I think back on that song and those lyrics and I'm like wow they are so real so powerful you know I was like pretty unknown at that point when they hired me like they kind of took a chance like they could have got any kind of big dog celebrity I was so like I said to them so many times like just thank you for you know trusting me like thank you for not only like seeing something in me but trusting me with this role and like you know letting me fly with it like that trust like when somebody trusts you like that like it's so empowering because I was like oh well if they think I can do it then yeah I must be able to do it and what was it like obviously getting to hear about <laughs> getting the, the award were you pretty much out of your mind yeah. like I, when we all heard I think we were all like yep. oh my god this is insane <laughs> yep. I would be lying if I said I didn't cry because yeah. I definitely did yeah. <laughs> I think I saw very, a video of you crying yeah yeah it's very overwhelming yeah. when you get recognized for your work like that like it's it's one thing to just have like the joy and the pleasure of doing the work like that to me was like uh, the award yeah. but then to, to be recognized in that way is so humbling because you know you don't you you do something and you don't really expect you don't sort of think about like well I, I don't think about like who's watching it or what's gonna yeah come from come it. from this I just yeah. sort of doing it and then when that happened like just to be nominated I was like oh my god like the people yeah. in that category were ridiculous I was so, crazy okay <laughs> sure and then <laughs> And then, I, like, what I saw, you know, it was, and it was such a weird ceremony because it was, yeah, I was sitting my, you know, trackies on the couch, like, <laughs> the most comfortable I've ever been at an award ceremony. ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> no and cameras, then, nothing. Yeah, no cameras, <laughs> like, it was very chilled out. Um, and I just saw my name kind of pop up on the screen and I just, it was just, like, a, a shock, but, and such a nice shock <laughs> and such a good, like, little, um, covid life kind of high high point like especially during at the moment Mm. it's you know quite hard which kind of leads us to I guess what we were gonna chat about was the Mm. secret garden being cancelled and you were gonna be Lily and that was so exciting like how have you been coping during covid obviously you've had such a high but then Mm. now coming to that that's a low to not be able to play that role I mean this whole I think for everybody coronavirus has been just ups and downs for so many people and Mm. there's been some some positives that you know we've all experienced things like cooking every night (laughs) and spending time with your loved ones or reconnecting with people and like connecting with your friends and connecting with yourself and living like a simpler life I think you know those are some of the like more po- like positive things have gotten from it and like I mean winning a green room was like such a <laughs> highlight just casually like yeah, just oh sure casual. yeah it was you know sort of just a normal Tuesday weird, just, a, just an average <laughs> right? yeah. um but then yeah like there's just 
been so many highs and lows like and obviously finding out about secret garden was devastating like but i just like thought about the whole cast and i thought about people whose first gigs it was that made me so sad because like i mean i that happened to me like my first gig i booked out of uni like my first big professional tour was Jekyll and Hyde which got cancelled which was just it's so hard when it's the first one because you think oh my god like I I finally like I made it got my foot in the door and then you think it's you're like worried that it's never going to happen again and Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of scary so I thought about all the people whose first kind of Mm. big shot it was that made my heart kind of you know a bit heavy and then I just thought about like a whole industry being battered and bruised like this it's just it's it's devastating it really is and yeah the only kind of like the main positive that I sort of have clung through the secret garden clung on to sorry is that like um I had I had that star moment like I had the moment where they announced it and you know like they did my hair and makeup and gave me a dress and made me look all like glamorous (laughs) and it was like this crazy cool moment and I got to sing us like one of the songs you, you know I got to yeah. have that and I got to like meet Anthony Warlow and oh, and yeah. hear him sing live like just hearing him sing brought tears to my eyes because yeah. you know it's the most iconic voice yeah. of of Australian musical theatre and to, to hear him sing the first time I heard him singing a little bit of earth I know I had to like because we were in a little rehearsal and I yeah. had to leave the room because I I was a sobbing mess I just that that voice just you know it's a it's something that stirs something within you so yeah I sort of like take from that like you know what that's you know the show got cancelled that's like just how things are meant to play Mm -hmm. out like I sort of you I often take this stance of like when things like that happen like it is so beyond your control you just surrender to the universe and just go that's that's what it is like and thank god I had that moment like where you know I got Mm. to sing that song I got to be with Anthony I'm like in a way I'm like okay that is sort of somehow my version of <laughs> doing the secret garden like yeah, yeah. in its in that launch version. in that launch format yeah. you know so you just got to kind of like take the positives and like you know I know so many shows that had people in it who got big roles who didn't get announced you know so yeah that's that the would hard be thing even harder yeah so I was yeah. like thank god I had that announced. I, yeah. you know to begin with I got to tell my friends and family and celebrate it and, yeah you know you got that little moment that you get that, to keep yeah, with you now and that moment of joy so yeah and in yeah. a way it's like you it, you can still say that you were a part of it too yeah, in a way yeah, like exactly. it's so great because you're like well <laughs> I have a video of me singing I, yeah, exactly I'm not sure like whether I should keep it on my CV or not I know but, it's like, like, I, just I mean I, want you this, would, I want there to be some agreement where it's like anything that happened in 2020, yeah. like coronavirus, like just keep it on your CV mm-hmm. and just put coronavirus yeah. in brackets, like or 2020. Like I mean, I, I think because the thing is, you still booked it, and you still were in rehearsals, and people have still <laughs> seen you perform, you know, at least a song as Lily. So yeah. they know so, that you're capable of it. It's not like you're putting it on it, being like, ha, they'll never know I didn't actually do yeah. it. Just Here 2020 didn't happen. It's fine. It just didn't happen. No. It also well, because feels like it, it just happen. it doesn't feel like it's. Because it, it doesn't feel like it's happening. You, Elsa, frozen, like yes. into the unknown. That's like yeah. where we're headed right now. Girls speaking to us. Like we still don't know the parameters of this pandemic. So we still don't know what, like what to do. I, I'm, and you know, I've seen some amazing innovations coming out of like mm-hmm. theatre. Like there's so much live streamed theatre and yeah. like it's so 
like heartwarming to see so much innovation. Like, I mean, it's hard because it's not the same. Like, you know, that live live audience to performer interaction is like so special like it's yeah. sort of unmatched like we know that like and yeah, we yes. miss that but we take what we can get yeah yeah you know as long as yep. we get to see some like hear some you know music being made like yep. we're happy so okay everyone now we're gonna go into a bit of a game <laughs> <laughs> today we're gonna do another guess the musical so how this works oh. yes <laughs> I'm so ready for I this. know that you're into trivia and you I'm do trivia. Ready. Yes. So I think that this will be totally up your alley. Yes. So how it works is that I basically <laughs> do a short two or one sentence synopsis about the show and then you have to guess what the show is from that. Okay. All and right. I do have... Challenge accepted. A challenge accepted. Okay. So I do actually have a tiebreaker that's even harder. So... Okay. Right. <laughs> Bring it on. Here we go. Okay. So Tori, you're going to go first. Okay. So, a love triangle between two men and a woman. The lead is foreboding, but considered a genius. He lives in a subterranean labyrinth. Two men and a woman. Two men and a woman. Can I say... <gasps> oh. <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. Yes! <laughs> oh! Oh my god, I'm here thinking, is it Bat Boy? <laughs> I was like, Lair. Lair, yeah. Bat but boy. Lair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, my yeah. oh my gosh, I, I can't believe you got that one. I, that, that was hard. You were oh, saying subterranean lair, and I was like, who has a lair? That mm. was one of my favorite lines that I have. Okay. This might be a hard one. I know. Oh, okay. Okay, Georgina, are you ready? Yeah, I'm so ready. Okay. I'm scared now. That was <laughs> hard. No, this one's good. This is a starter. This is warm you up. Okay, okay. good. A woman who sings to birds and lives in the clouds comes to help a family learn to believe in the impossible. Okay. Oh, wait. Now I'm <laughs> questioning myself because You're I like, feel like there's I? a few options. There are. This is actually really hard because I feel like there's a couple of options. It could be a couple of options. I mean, I can only think of one. I like, feel like I'm trying to with think. your gut instinct. Okay, because I was thinking like, well... But okay, I was thinking Cinderella. Like, and then I was thinking Ooh. Into the Woods, and then I was thinking Rapunzel, like Tangled, and then I was thinking, and then I was thinking um, Shrek because mm. you know she lives in the class, she oh. sings to the bed. But now I can I give okay, you a wait. hint. Yes, please. Okay, you've been in the show. Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 of course, it's Mary Poppins. It is Mary Poppins. <laughs> Of course, and she like, has a family. I just got like stuck on that, the, like sings to birds, and I was like, "Good morning, birds. Good morning." That's literally what was going on. I my went head. sings to birds because I was like, "Could someone sing Snow White?" But even though that's not a musical, like yeah, it kind of well, gives that vibe. Because a lot of like princesses do sing to birds. They but do. And the family <laughs> helping yeah. a family thing was what. So yeah. Like ah. Oh. Okay. And so then. anything can happen if you let it. Of course. Yes. Like the, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. This is okay. This Trips is warming up a part lane. of my drain. <laughs> and I'm, like, Woo. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm okay. Ready. Sorry. Yes. I love this. It's so fun. <laughs> a dysfunctional family dealing with their relationships with each other following a tragic passing. Next to normal. Oh. oh. Whoa! That was so okay. fast. Hey, Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right, I see you. We played Libby 
Katie and I have played trivia before. <laughs> oh, she's great at trivia. Mm, she gets everything right. Yeah. Okay. It was just dysfunctional family. And then when you said a, like um, a passing, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, and kind we didn't mention sense. next to normal before, so we maybe that, that. Yeah. sparked your... Okay, are you ready? <laughs> yes. This is your last one. Oh, my God. You've got this. Okay. okay. In a town that loves to throw social dances, two men become rivals over a small town girl. In a town in that loves to throw social in dances? In a country town. Country town. country town. That loves to throw social dances. Yeah. Two men become rivals for one woman, and it's the same situation where, but not, there's like a bad one and there's a good guy. Oh. There's like oh. a kind of evil. Oh, wait. Oh, no, I'm on the wrong track. No. I think, oh, no. I can't think of the, okay, the country town that throws social dances. This is an old musical as well. Oh. So this oh. old. Old. Like, like. Oh, Oklahoma! <laughs> oh, Oklahoma! Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> These are I hard. Know, I know they're so oh, hard. God. That's a me- yep. Yeah, I'm so glad I got that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you've also been in this show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, I, maybe this is something I've been into. Yeah, maybe. Just yeah. Let me think through my resume. <laughs> I know. I can't remember what yeah. I've done. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so now you guys are tied. Oh, Which yes, is super exciting, breaker. and I didn't get to the tiebreaker. <laughs> so I will oh, say God. three words, and you'll have to guess what the show is from the three words. Oh my god! And it's just whoever's first. No, no, no. I'll um do separate ones. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Okay. I thought it was a sudden death. No, sudden death. <laughs> Should I do okay. a sudden death? No. <laughs> <laughs> not today. That's what I did last time, and it it, it, got, it ended very badly. Oh god. So let's not do that. Okay, let's not do that. <laughs> Okay, Tori, I'll let you go first. Okay. Marriage, traditions, girls. Marriage, traditions, girls. I wish this was sudden death now because I've got it. (laughs) See, I hear girls and I want to say seven brides for seven brothers. Is that your final answer? No. I'm I'm theorizing here. Is that even a musical? I don't think it is. Is it? Oh, there you go. I haven't seen that one. It's like a... There's a movie in it. It's yeah, I've seen the movie, but I'm like, oh. Fiddler on the Roof. Damn! <laughs> it was yeah! tradition. Yeah, yes. I was like, because yeah. I was like, yes. I was like, marriage. Oh no, have I made this too easy? I don't have. I don't think that was. Oh, I no. don't think it was easy. Okay. Oh, well, all right. You, are you ready? You could tie another time. Yes. Tie. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yeah. German children, a classic. Oh, sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> than the yeah. sentence ones. Yeah. Like, yeah, it w- yeah, in a yeah. way. I think you said German and I was like, I'm pretty sure there's only one musical that is like so based German. in Germany. Yeah. It's like German. Deutschland. <laughs> yeah. But it could have been springtime for Hitler, guys. It could have been That's oh, so true. the producers. It could be the producers. True. True. Yeah. true. Well, there you go, guys. <laughs> well, we have a tie. Equally matched. Now Look. I feel like you won, but... No. I'm not going to We'll call it a tie we'll for today. It. I mean, you like answered instantly with... Sound of music, so it's true. 
time like time is on my side yeah you didn't see that mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll hold on to that dearly <laughs> i did stumble on that mary poppins though i know well who is she <laughs> who's mary poppins and what does she do what is she doing here get out of my house i'm terrible if i've done a show i cannot remember the Just words afterwards it goes. it's like yeah yeah the only show i can remember like that i could probably do right now in this living room is my fair lady is the eliza track because i went over it so many times no like way. i would probably need a second just to go over like there's two the two big fight scenes the the slippers scene and the winter garden fight mm-hmm. scene i'd have to go over that dialogue but the rest of it like i just like drilled it in because it's so wordy there are so many words yes like that role is just <laughs> huge so i think i used to run it in my living room like i started running it like at first when i first started we i would run it like two or three times a week like and I would vocally run it because it was also oh, like so vocally yeah. exhausting mm-hmm. yeah just so because you're yelling and just you wait and then you're sopranoing and danced all night and then you're yelling again yeah. and show me like it's just there's so much to it it's and crazy so like I yeah I would have to like at least run the show once a week just to remember the words and like yeah. me and the other second Higgins cover would just sit and like oh. You know, during the show, we'd sit and back and forth some of those, like, tricky scenes because the rhythm of it was so, like... It's a rhythm show. It's a rhythm show, yeah. And you've got to keep the pace up because that's that's three hours. People, like, the orchestra, they (laughs) don't want to pay the orchestra overtime. So they're like, get up, go up, let's go, (laughs) hurry up. Don't be too... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, don't, like, don't be too indulgent with those pauses. Like, get it out. Exactly. So you got to know, yeah, it's hard. Like, that's probably the hardest, like, words, like script i've ever had to learn because i mean it was a play as well like yeah it's sort of like shakespeare kind of yeah that level of just wordy brilliance i'm the language not clearly that's not i'm not a writer (laughs) 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 wordy brilliance i I know there's a better word for that but But speaking of my fair lady segue segue yeah (laughs) Yeah. so obviously you were part of my fair lady which was directed by musical theater royalty Dame Julie Judy? Dame Julie Andrews. Please don't come for me. I, I don't have my glasses on. Um, but what was it like to be directed by the original original Eliza Doolittle? Right? Like just casually. Uh, yeah. Just, just, just casually. Yeah. Just Julie Andrews just walks in. She's like, hi guys, I'm you're like, this is my <laughs> I know. It's just what like what do you mean? That's why like I think about it constantly. I'm like, what do you mean? That was she uh, I spent you know six weeks in the same room with this woman like how how's that real and like my first audition I remember was terrifying because I went in there and the chick at the desk was like just a heads up um the whole panel is here and I was like the whole and she's like look look at me the whole panel is here and I like and she was trying to be like she was trying to tell everybody like to just give you the heads up like so you don't like walk in and be like (laughs) Yeah, because I did not oh expect God. for the first round, I was like, surely, like, it'll just be like a couple, like the, you yeah. know, Aussie MD and blah, blah, blah. And not like the full shebang. I, and luckily they were running an hour behind because I spent an hour, like, just pulling myself together. Like, I had to go, I, like, I remember going, I, I was like at the Opera Australia disabled toilet. Like, I'd, like, locked myself in and I called my singing teacher and I was like, I can't do this. I can't sing for Julie Andrews. Are you kidding me? Like, what do you even mean? And he was like, pull yourself together. Like, she's just a person. She's somebody's (laughs) grandma. Like, and I was like, okay, that's that's what I needed to hear. And then I, like, 
sort of, you know, had a minute in the fetal position, did some heavy breathing, like was like, okay, <laughs> I've got this, pull it together. And then the best thing was I saw her like walking from the bathrooms and I just watched her like walking, to, like I was behind her and I just saw her walking away and she was kind of just walking like someone's grandma. I mean, she's mm. 80. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah. She's just someone's nan. Like it's so fine. She's just yeah. a normal human who... Yeah is a normal person and she went to the bathroom yep. like a normal person like, <laughs> right like and that actually did it made me feel so much more relaxed and then I went in there and she was I mean you know some people have an aura like mm-hmm. a person like her like it would have been impossible for Julie Andrews to not be the icon that she is because she has an aura about her which is otherworldly too yeah you, you know yeah. when you meet those people like it was like there was like sparkles coming off of her which sounds <laughs> oh. so crazy but that's what it felt like and she was so warm and inviting and made me feel so calm and so like peaceful and she was just so supportive and like you know I sang my two songs and she was like oh bold choice and you know just saying like, oh, and like oh, oh beautifully oh. sung like she would just said like all these beautiful oh. things and I was like you're like I, I will take that to my grave yeah um, literally Julie Andrews said I it's like bold etched choices. into my memory yeah because I was freaking out because I had decided to do a song from Mac and Mabel I decided to do wherever he ain't but I was like I'm gonna do it like Eliza Doolittle so I was like I'm gonna do it in a Cockney accent and like I remember at uni they told us like always do the proper accent from the show that like Mm -hmm. you know that you're singing the song from blah 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 like if it's a British show choose a British song blah 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 and I was like "Ah, I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna break the rules and I was quite like when you take a risky move like that it's often quite scary and and she was like I think I prefer better now in the cockney accent to american and i was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a winner <laughs> and i mean the, the song is basically just you ate henry higgins so it was like sort mm. of great but yeah it's the so the audition process was just amazing and then having her in the rehearsal room like she told us so many incredible stories of of not just being in my fair lady i mean she told us all of these different like her memory of the show like she did it for three years like but it was 60 years ago when she was you know like since since she'd done it to when she was directing it and just the amount of things that she remembered from it like she was so specific about so many things it was just incredible like and every time she would start telling an anecdote like a hush would go over the room and people would just be listening to these gems that were just dropping out of this woman's mouth like it was just incredible and she was so warm and kind and knew everybody like knew who everyone was and Mm -hmm. was really like hands-on with the production it was like you know she really was so invested and she sent us like emails on the weekly just checking in and being like I'm thinking of you all I read every show report like just cared so deeply and and you know made sure that it was like a really um familial feeling between the cast and you know when like you know it it starts from the top down like Mm -hmm. when it's a good vibe in the cast it comes from the people up the top in power and like so the reason why the show was just beautiful both on stage and off is because of julie the way she set it up like and and chris catelli and guy simpson and all of the people who were you know our creative team and our producers and stuff they were it was just such a beautiful vibe from start to finish and like i just always sum up julie from like our 
uh, our first table read when we on our first day we were all sat down and like everybody announced who they were like their name and what they were doing so you know i'm georgie i'm in the ensemble i'm blah yeah. blah, blah 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 we go around like i'm this person i'm stage manager and then it comes back to julian obviously she needs no introduction it's julie andrews she's yeah. the director yeah. but and instead of saying i'm julie andrews i'm the director she just looks at us all takes us all in and she goes and i'm mum Oh. And we all just were like, oh. I can imagine that in the yeah. Julie Andrews oh. yeah. And I'm mum. Oh. And that moment, we all just died. <laughs> it was just like, oh, that's what this is going to be. Yep, yeah. this is going to be incredible. Really Julie special. Andrews is literally our mother. And she would sign off every email like XOXO mum. Oh. Right? That is incredible. What an experience. To yeah. Even just like be in that room and to get to work with her and the fact that she made everything so comfortable as well especially because it could be quite an intimidating environment like it could have gone the other way where it's like you have julie andrews and you must impress her so much but instead it's like let's organically find the best production that we can and and what works for you it was so like that and it was so you know yeah organic and and improv based and it was a lot of like what came from us like Chris Catelli our beautiful choreographer who's a Tony you know Tony winner for Newsies right he incredible like he's a genius and we work at the ensemble like we worked super closely with him and he crafted all of these beautiful numbers that we did so organically our very first dance call which we were all you know freaking out about and it was a cast of like there was a mix of like um, predominantly like there was like a lot of opera singers or like classical mm-hmm. who weren't who weren't dancers who were sort of really stressed about the dancing, and then yeah. we had a mixture of like you know young MT dancers and stuff. So it was a, yeah. a real mix. Um, but I remember our first dance call was we played like improv and drama games oh. because oh. It, and it was so much fun. And he wanted to see us having fun. He wanted to see us like making offers, find out who we are, and like. Yeah. Because then we would start doing the scenes. We'd start blocking the market scenes and the get me to the church on time scenes. And like that was all based on like, you know, what offers we'd give. He'd be like, Mm. yep, just, you know, just see what happens. Like give me some offers. And then he would see some offers and he would like take that and, you know, make it, make it the forefront. He would make it sort of the centerpiece of the next bit. Like, so the way he crafted it was just so organic. I've never seen anybody work like that I'd never experienced working like that and it's my favorite way to work absolutely because you feel such ownership over the piece it's not just walk here walk there do kick blah 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 like it was like what what's your skill set like what Mm -hmm. what have you got to offer what what's your character like what are you thinking and he was all about like have a character have an, an individual character like let us see that like and that just colored the piece like those yeah. ensemble scenes like there was a three-act play going on at the back like in a good way like we had like there was a full storyline that like yeah. was not pulling focus but was yeah. just existing and that's what, adds. yeah that's what made the world so real rich and real like i think those i look back on on that work and those scenes and i go like that was some beautiful ensemble work and when you see beautiful ensemble work it's incredible like the ensemble is so underrated like they like we work so hard in the ensemble and it's awesome like it's you know and it's it's a little bit of a thankless job sometimes but it's the best like it's so much fun especially when you're like 
making offers and you have your own like ensemble character like we mm. all had our own like ensemble names oh what was your name <laughs> uh, my cockney name was peggy peggy and everybody knew peggy like everybody knew each other's ensemble character name like, it was like because we would refer to, we would talk in character i think it's funny we weren't just up the back like being like what did you have for breakfast like it was seriously like we were having a full out conversation about like an argument about like my flower prices dropped. You know, it's like no stuff with red or something. Like <laughs> oh so God. deep in character. But so much fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. Such a thrill. And then like our, um, <laughs> our, we also had like posh character names as well. Oh, and the ballroom yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 And yeah. my posh character name was um, Lady Angelica. And yeah, like oh, I based her off Angelica Houston, obviously, um, yes. in Ever After. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and, yes, thank you. Yeah, she was a real conniving social climber. <laughs> they called her the Black Widow. Oh. oh. Yeah. Because I was the only one at Ascot in all black and you know, oh I was a young, very young widow. Suspiciously oh. like young, if you know what I mean. She had Have you come- she had killed her husband for money. Like, no way. Oh. Did yeah. you figure out why she did that? Oh yeah. She wanted to she's a social climber. She was, you know, trash from the from like london city she was ready to like she was there to like take the money climb on up yep that she was devious and that was so much fun like i love doing that kind of stuff like making really detailed ensemble characters i love it but you could tell watching it too because we both watched um my fair lady and i could 100 percent tell that i was watching the ensemble Mm -hmm. sometimes to watch what they were doing because it was so entertaining (laughs) yeah i see that i was like well, oh, that's so great and organic, and also yeah. not. Um, sometimes I think there's a trouble of we have to copy another production, like oh, yeah. foot for foot and everything. Mm. So it's really great that mm. you've got to like organically create that. You know, yeah. find it ourselves. Yeah, because yeah. that is a struggle. Like it is a challenge. Like when. Mm. You know, you, you bring something straight from Broadway and it's got to be done a certain way. Like, you've got to hit these marks and stuff. Like, it's really hard. You've got to find, a, like, the challenge is to find a way to make it your own, make it authentic. Mm-hmm. Like, that that can be really hard. And that was what was so much fun about My Fair Lady. Like, like, yes, it was a recreation, but mm-hmm. it was 60 years ago. So they don't have, yeah. like, track sheets or anything. You yeah. know, they don't have a show Bible that they're coming being like, walk here, walk there. We're sort of, like... We're creating it from scratch, but with the essence of what it what is, it, what, yeah. it is yeah. what it was. Like that's incredible. Yeah. And obviously, awesome. you were the Eliza cover, which yeah. is yeah. incredible and so <laughs> exciting. Thank so, you. what was that process like for you, especially like in the rehearsal room? Because sometimes, like understudies and covers and things, they don't get as much rehearsal time. So, did you get mm. much rehearsal time as Eliza? Yeah, yeah. We had like it was great. We had a great team of covers and. Um, I I just loved being Eliza Cover. It felt like such a such a cool moment in time, and it, I just was so grateful to be a part of something that felt so mm. iconic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we loved it. Like, it, and it was my first time being a cover, so mm-hmm. I learned so much. I really like observed what other covers were doing, and I remember just taking so many notes and. I was so keen and like was always like ready with all my stuff and it was great. Like it's hard because I was a second cover. Mm. It is hard. Like that's a hard gig in itself. Like first cover is hard because you are sort of always a bit on edge. Like it could happen today. It could happen today. Like Mm -hmm. you've got to be sort of that level of ready and being a second cover is a different gig altogether. Like, cause it's Mm. a mental game. You've got to stay mentally steadfast with it and you've got to sort of, you know um you've just got to sort of be in the right mind frame because you have to be 
you have to be ready like you have to have done the work because yes. you you will go on at a moment's notice but like it for a second cover it it might not happen so yeah. you prepare the work knowing that the likelihood of you going on is pretty slim mm. but if it happens you got to be ready yeah. there's no fake yeah. in that <laughs> so you really really like you have to find that motivation within you to like yeah like do the work and be ready every week with the knowledge that you're not you might not use all that knowledge so yeah it's awesome what do you think so far in your career and obviously I think you're still so early (laughs) in your career but what do you think has been the biggest thing that you've had to overcome so far that's that's such a good question like like there's so many things like I've had so many like little things to overcome I mean like speaking now like coronavirus has been a massive thing to overcome for everyone it's a collective thing like and I feel like at the moment so many people are feeling this like collective depression like Mm -hmm. we're this career depression of like we miss our industry and we feel sometimes like that sense of hopelessness of like it's never going to come back so like finding that motivation to keep singing or like stay creative is really hard when you feel like you sort of start to get this feeling of helplessness where you're like, oh my God, like what, what is, like, what is going on with the world? What am I yeah. doing? And like, you know, that like this time has been like the most challenging time I've ever faced, like especially mentally because usually mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm so used to just being a really motivated person. Like I'm really like determined and full of drive and full of like guts and fire and, and you know, ambition and stuff. And like, that's what like, I'm just so used to myself yeah. operating like that and yes. I'm not even aware of it. Like mm-hmm. I'm just so such a like a hustler. Like I'm used to like just going after things and then if I don't get that I'm like, okay, no worries, what's next? Like I'm just so used to that like cycle of momentum mm-hmm. and like being that kind of hungry mongrel. Like I'm just yeah. so used to being like that. And so then being like there's nothing to to, to grab onto to work towards. Like mm-hmm. it's it's really hard I, it's really challenging and like I've talked to so many people who are in this same boat as well like it's really challenging to to find the that will and that drive like when yeah. you feel like there's nothing to work towards and like yeah. I mean there's the argument of like yeah but like you know art is created you just create it anyway it's like yeah yeah, yeah to an extent, to an extent and then different impacts though like it, it yeah. feels different like doing something online is so different to in person like we were discussing with it yeah you know like having um like actually affecting people in person and yeah. and there's so yeah. many other things involved like tech sites and like you know I know it's, it's such a palpable feeling that feeling that that audience to perform a connection is yes. like no other exactly. and like I'm, I'm so like I take my hat off to all the innovators and stuff who've been mm-hmm. making it work with online concerts but like it's still like it's not the same no yes. and like and I just I miss it like I miss it every day and like I like for me as well it's so like I love going to the theater all the time I just I love theater it's like my life's passion my life's work like and it inspires me it yes. yeah. ins- it inspires me every day like I love like seeing live music even seeing ballets and seeing plays and musicals like it just makes me happy and I know so many people feel the same way like I literally had a phone conversation with my friend this morning we had this exact chat of like some days some days you're great like some days you're fine and you're like cruising along and you're like sweet like I'm like doing my house up and I'm like going for Mm. walks and baking bread like sure yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then other days you're like 
man, I could just like really go and sit in that audience mm. and the lights go down and just oh, have, you know, just, be taken on a journey. You know, you're just As like, you said that, just the feeling in my body yeah. was just like, I just, I, I, know. I miss, and like the, 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 the tingle and like the feel that you get when you walk into the theatre and you sit down and the lights go down, the overture starts mm. and you're just immersed in this whole other world and I it's know. just... And the lights and the yes. And the energy <sighs> it brings, I don't know about you guys, but when I go see a show, yeah. it re-energizes me so much oh, to be like, 100%. I am doing this, like yep. I will be yes. on that stage. <laughs> you're so inspired, you're like, you just hear like somebody like yeah. Skrelton for the gods yeah. and you're, you're like, like, oh and then, yes, you go home and you're like listening to the soundtrack and you're screaming it in the car yep. and you're like, <laughs> it's so, it's such a source of like, life force like it's just yeah so I would definitely say this has felt like the most challenging time for me like and I mean I've certainly had like other yeah like challenges that Mm. I've sort of overcome like but I mean I feel like they pale in comparison to to this time but I feel like this is something that everybody's experiencing like my only other sort of really thing that's sort of come to mind just now is like my like if we're talking like on a personal level like mm-hmm. on an act like a, on a performance level right yeah. like when mm-hmm. when we were performing like I think one of the biggest challenges was coming out of uni and being a people pleaser uh, yeah. like and I I know yeah. like I saw you guys both <laughs> just went like oh yeah we are those type of people like a lot yeah. of people who do um performing are that type of people pleaser person and so you know I was always um marks oriented like like always like wanting to make the teachers happy and get good grades and like be really perfect and I was trying hard to be to do it right like I think that's a gross misconception and it's hard with uni degrees because they have to mark it because it's a uni course they have to it somehow has to be tangible that you've learned something but like so there has at some point they sort of have to make up a right and a wrong Mm -hmm. and then what I had to do was unlearn that throughout my whole career because like there is no right and wrong and when like directors (laughs) talk about like bold choices and stuff I was always like what is a bold choice and I was always freaked out like I don't want to do it wrong I like I don't want to um let the team down I don't want to let you know so like doing my first few shows like um you know where I was playing like I did Cinderella and Into the Woods like Mm. uh, uh, at QPAC and like Whole different things like I was I remember just being so freaked out to ever make any mistakes so I felt like I didn't make any kind of wild choices and like just have spent the last like however many years since graduating like sort of unlearning that that people-pleasing trait because yeah. it has never served me well like no it, is, it has never served me like I have to trust my instincts and like you know you take people's obviously you take direction and you take that and make it work and like and you take what you learn as well and you try it out but like if it's not for you like especially like acting techniques like if it is not for you if it is not if you don't if it doesn't work for you there's nothing wrong with you you're not a bad actor it's just that technique doesn't connect in your brain like Mm. I don't really connect with the Chubbuck method or the this method like that's so fine like I find things a different way like and some actors work outside in or inside out like that is it's so personal and it's yes. so you're not doing it wrong if you know you can't do it the way your one acting teacher at uni tells you to do because yeah. they like their their opinion is valid but it's it's one opinion and mm. you're two different people and mm-hmm. like you come across just so many opinions in your career that it's yes. like 
you can't you can't be a slave to that because no. you go crazy like your mind just like explodes so you really just have to go well what do i think is good and like every like every time i've locked locked into that mentality of like what do i think about this character what do i think it would do this person would do or react or like how would they sound singing wise as well like i just let go of like what was the broadway person or or what's that other person in this audition gonna do you know like when you're starting to think about all the other people that are there and you're like freaking out like oh they're better than me blah blah or they booked that job and i didn't you know you just that's when you like enter toxic land and you're like abort yeah (laughs) it's not it doesn't serve you like and and then so like every time i cotton on to that thing of like i just go in i present like a a compelling character that Mm. i think is like true to the way i would want to play it like and they either like it or they don't that is completely out of your control like yeah. But that's your job as an actor. And I I feel like I've done more successful auditions and more successful performances when I perform that way. Yeah. As opposed to being like, I'm trying to get this right. Like, love Please me. me. <laughs> yeah. And that perfection as well, having, thinking, mm-hmm. oh, well. And I think it's almost sometimes the imperfection is what people love. Mm, yeah, they yes. love the imperfection, especially yes. like human. Because characters, yeah, characters are just humans, and yeah. they have imperfections. So sometimes it's that imperfection that lands you the role because they're like, oh, I see it in there. Yeah, they can exactly. see it in that imperfection. I mean, it's our flaws and our imperfections that make us human and and connect us. Like mm. we, you know, I, you know, it's often harder to connect with some somebody who's like my life is perfect and everything's happy you're like i i didn't connect <laughs> you're like, you. like great yeah good like Thanks. i can't uh, relate to that because yeah. you know like, <laughs> not because like, you know they, like everybody has something that they're going through in that like we connect as humans through our collective pain like yeah pain is what we connect to when somebody feels the same pain that you feel like your your that's what sort of bonds us because you go oh you understand me yeah. or like or yeah. I understand you or, or oh I, I can relate to that like mm-hmm. we don't relate to like somebody's perfect Instagram please no no that ain't it kid that ain't it like that's not what we're here for like <laughs> that are. is not human connection like it is yeah, yeah. it's fake <laughs> it, yeah and it is and like we we all know that as well we know yeah. it's a highlight reel like we're all aware of that like. I like I love when I see people on Instagram just being real like or yeah, you know on social media funny. or just in real life as well like mm. it's it's always so refreshing and and you got to I mean it's a whole that's a whole nother conversation whole isn't it? like that's a whole different gig like that yeah. whole Instagram and social media uh, and all of the on next week's episode yeah literally you could spend like hours talking about that yeah. whole um image culture and, and image and yeah and, and how it feeds into music like it's yeah it's a whole different gig it's but. a whole thing yeah well yeah. we thought we'd kind of end it although you have kind of um answered our last question in a way but yeah. what would be the biggest advice you have for those looking to continuing to grow their career in musical theatre uh yeah like I mean what we've sort of been talking Mm. about has been relevant to that like I I think like the the greatest sort of piece of advice that I've ever sort of received has been like you know don't like like run your own race basically Mm. yeah be on your own journey that is the most important thing to always remember is that the minute you start comparing yourself to other people or competing with them is like is what will be your undoing. Like, yeah. you, my one of my favorite quotes, and that I, I 
think about it often is like is um is this beautiful quote i saw it like on the internet as you do and it was just <laughs> so simple it a flower doesn't think about competing with the flower next to it it just blooms oh yeah i've definitely seen that and i love that yeah i've seen it on like a pinterest or something and i saw that and i was like that is just so true you just you just allow yourself to to bloom and to discover who you are without and go at your own pace yeah and 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 take it at your own pace yeah it's your own journey like just because that other person from your uni or that other person that you know is like killing it you know doing that thing that's their success like and it doesn't detract from your own yeah and and it does feel like that sometimes but it you've got to remember like that's that's their journey that's not you're not them they're not you and they they have this to offer but you have something else like brilliant to offer and like it's our job to to find that that amazing thing within ourselves and find what makes us different and unique and weird and that's (laughs) what's brilliant like that's what we have to share and yeah you can't you can't compare or compete like you just gotta like run your own race and you know stay humble like work hard like all of those things be passionate like all those things that you know that's common common kind of sense but they do like you just remind yourself like keep reminding yourself keep reminding yourself stay humble yeah stay humble and just you know go on your own track yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. And if something like what's for you won't pass you, as well as one of my other favorite quotes, because it's like if it's meant for you, like it it will come will to you. And yeah. if it's not, like not your journey, like you, it's, there's you something know, else out there. Yeah, and like it sounds sort of namby pamby to say, like <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, surrender to the universe. But I, I do feel like that. Like I do everything in my power I can to get a job or to you know get that role, and I put my all into it. And then if I don't get it like i just surrender that to the universe like it it wasn't meant to be it's not at this time like Mm. you know something and something else is always out there and you know i like i always find that like good news is always a day away because you'll be going along thinking something and then the next minute something will happen like a show will be announced or you'll get an email or something or your agent will call with something random that you that had never been in your mind, had never been on your radar. And it's always unexpected things that, that happen that are always brilliant. So, yeah. And it yeah. leads to the big stuff. It keeps going and it, yeah. and it always yeah. leads. It leads – your journey is always different and you can't compare yeah. yourself to others. Thank you very much for just sharing so much with us today and I think just having such a great chat about the state of the world at the moment that mm. we do all kind of feel a bit helpless but also the fact that – we still have this community and this community of, you know, theatre people still exists. Mm. And it's okay to have days where you don't do stuff. And it's okay to have days where you're like the most productive you've ever been your entire life. And you've learned <laughs> exactly. like 10 songs in a day. Um, but it's just so great to hear about your experience and kind of how you got to where you are now. <laughs> but as always on our podcast for anyone who listens <laughs> we have a segment called bedtime stories um which is all about show mishaps costume malfunctions by now you would know the drill um but do you have a bedtime story for us <laughs> i have so many i could fill a walk oh my god <laughs> i'm so ready uh it's like which one to pick i mean i have so many favorite stories of, of costume malfunctions and, and i love when things go wrong um 
I had okay. Uh, I remember okay. So I was doing Mer- a production of Mary Poppins on the Gold Coast. Ah. <laughs> hey, at the home of the arts. I know. Hotter. Uh, <laughs> um, and like the- those productions are always a lot of fun when you do like sort of like they've got a community feel. It's sort of semi-professional. It's a mixture of um, professional actors and, yeah. and local um, talent. local talent and stuff. And so it so so much fun doing them and they're always sort of like on a on a little bit of a budget uh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh just like such a laugh like I just had the best time doing Mary Poppins and in one of the scenes in the jolly holiday scene like there's quite a few yep. quick changes for Mary and like the yeah. first quick change she changes out of her blue suit into her jolly holiday fancy outfit yep. and then at the end of the scene changes back really quick like in like 30 seconds yeah i actually quite literally yesterday watched a quick change of that happen it's so it's, it's yes that's crazy it's just I like what you're about. off and on yeah. and go yeah <laughs> and i remember one night like so the night before we hadn't made the quick change in time like so i hadn't gotten back on stage in time so I, my dress was really stressed about it she was really like you know aware that she wanted to jump on it early and and get it done faster so that I can get back on stage in time (laughs) and she was so early that she because I exited stage to be to come back on in this like promenade thing like I was lifted by these two boys so I could run off stage the boys lift me up and then we go back on stage oh no and she was so early this time that she as I ran off stage she comes over to me and unzips I was wearing this like it was like a corset over a dress unzips the corset unzips the dress (gasps) (laughs) and then I I, like just turned around her and went what and then these two boys just picked me up (laughs) she was like trying to grab me and I was like it's fine just leave it and like the whole back of the dress is flapping open (laughs) and I'm lifted by the two boys and I'm doing this little pageant wave and then we had all this like Corey at the end of the number and the guy who played Bert was awesome um and he like saw what was happening that like my whole back was exposed like you could just see you could see my undies my stockings my bra everything like everything and everybody was laughing like everybody was trying to hold it together and he like we had all these like turn to the back turn to the front that kind of stuff and I just sort of was like doing box steps and sort of like variating the curry and and Max who was playing Bert looked at me and was just copying anything I did like a trooper so that I wasn't the only one doing something weird so it looked like Mary and Bert were doing their own thing and he like in like in an instant just was like copying me we were like box stepping and like looking at each other and he then at the end he like grabbed my he grabbed the dress like and put like his arm like behind me and sort of like held it together for me and then like came off with me like it was amazing so and I came off and I I was I wasn't angry I just laughed like I, know, I just thought it was so funny I was she like, would have been course. so she was devo she was devastated <laughs> so one night wasn't quite quick enough the next yeah. night just too quick too just, quick just, just, too just quick. like a <laughs> scene too early we'll get a happy medium yeah. eventually yeah oh my god <laughs> so yeah it cracked me up and that show was funny like I like I broke so many props on that as well because there's so many hard tricks like magic tricks yeah. and stuff to do they're like yeah. so many things broke and like the the props team hated me because i'd always like drop things or break things like <laughs> it's hard it's really hard you're like juggling a million things and been, like yeah. umbrella thing yeah and like, lifting like the yeah. table oh my god oh, so it was so much fun so funny yeah amazing well so thank you 
so much for that bedtime story. <laughs> what an incredible one. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on and yes. chatting to you. Thank you so much for having fun. me. It's oh, been gosh. such a pleasure just chatting about life. Ministry, I love it. And Very theater, inspiring. All things yeah. 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 It makes me happy, you know, yeah, talking nice. about theatre. It's like, yeah, we yeah. just saw big theatre nerds here. And we are. We just love fangirling over theatre in general. <laughs> we do. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and we hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and to send us your bedtime stories and stage door Sunday pics. We also would love to hear your feedback on the episode and what you'd like to hear from us in the future. You can let us know on our Instagram at ps.stagedoorpod via our email at ps.stagedoor.podcast at gmail.com or contact us via our website psstagedoorpodcast.com. We love hearing from you and we will see you next time. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.